in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the new supernatural horror streaming television miniseries, Midnight Mass, which premiered on Netflix on September 24th. So, Taylor, we... I've been fans of Mike Flanagan before. Uh, definitely were big fans of Dr. Sleep. And I personally really enjoyed Hill House. You and I, we, we got through Blythe Manor last year, and we were pretty mixed with that. I feel like we enjoyed we enjoy a lot of what he does in terms of storytelling, uh, definitely the kind of production design, the music, all that. But we were left kind of not so scared, and not much happened with Blythe Manor. It was much more of a romance. Well, I know that you don't like Blythe Manor because it's actually Bly, not Blythe. Oh, is it Bly Manor? Well, that's okay. okay. Well, let's, yeah, that, that's, that's how much I hate that yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, remember that hate's a strong title. word, but it was not what we were hoping for in terms of horror, especially yes, when you go from exactly. ghost to ghost story. Um, no, <laughs> I had to call you out on that. But this was exciting. This was going to be a new show by Mike Flanagan and not sticking to the haunted house uh, model. This is going to be a whole new thing. Uh, of this small island that uh, is very isolated. It's a very small community. Only like, I think like 127 people live there. And a uh, a new priest shows up in the town. It's uh, for the Catholic church there. And stuff starts happening. I did not look at any trailers. I heard about it. You had told me about it. So I was like, okay. I Knowing that we've really enjoyed what Flanagan's done, not only just obviously you know, storytelling, but the fact that you're bringing all these, a lot of these same actors back in the fold, I like that he uses a lot of the same actors and, and different characters and just shows the versatility of them. I was interested in the fact that this was going to have a bit of this religious undertones. And I, I do like where uh, reading like interviews and talking, this was a really big love letter to, not love letter, so to speak, but an ode to you know, Flanagan's roots growing up and Bible school and, and, and Catholic school and, and learning about, you know, he says, what what's more horrific than the scriptures of the Bible? Because there's this brimstone and there's these very, you know, violent images at times and, and, and things. So to kind of, you know, when you're a kid, associate what's closer, you know, association, there's a lot of this mythic tales and stuff like that. So there's a lot of these, you know, dark allegories. And what I liked about what it sounded like, it was going to be very reminiscent of, uh, those uh, stories that we read in high school and like the crucible and things like that. So that's what really, you know, got me excited about this. And I do like that cult, like that small island community feel where everything's isolated. I mean, look at like Jaws and, and some of those other, like it's, it's got the really good creepy and it's set in the kind of new England, you know, where it's like dreary and rainy. So I was really excited going into this, what was going to happen uh, and where this is going to go, but not knowing um, anything prior to it, not reading anything, just just going into it blind. Yeah, I, I just saw the trailer and I was like, well, you know, this looks exciting. And the trailer definitely didn't give anything away. Uh, it kept a lot of the twists and turns, which we're not going to get into today because this is a non-spoiler review. I want you guys to go out and experience for yourself. But uh, the big ultimate twist of this uh, show 
that is the over arc um, was not revealed in the trailer at all. And it's actually something that was like, it, it had me gripped and it had me a lot more excited to continue each episode uh, than Bly Manor did. So um, yeah, just as you mentioned, a lot of his uh, usual characters uh, or his usual actors, I should say, are back. Of course, his wife, Kate Siegel, um, who's been a mainstay in all of his stuff, uh, is here as Aaron. And then we got, you know, like our boy Henry Thomas, who we always enjoy um, playing uh, the character of Riley's father. And a newcomer that I believe wasn't been in stuff before, Zach Guilford as Riley Flynn. Uh, very interested. I was looking back at his IMDb and I was like, I actually don't think I've seen him in anything, but uh, this series alone had me very, you know, I really liked his performance and I was excited to see where, what else he could do. You know, I was like, oh, I maybe I should go back and see some of his other stuff. Samantha Sloan has been with uh, before Rahul Kohuli, who plays the sheriff, fantastic in this show. Um, let's see, we have uh, Annabeth Gish has been with him before. And Alex Esso, this is actually so interesting thinking of, you know, we love Dr. Sleep and uh, the flashback scenes when they do a young uh, Jack Torrance and his wife. Uh, Henry Thomas, of course, came back to play Jack Torrance in that. But um, Alex Esso played Shelley Duvall's character. And this is such an interesting show because I was looking at the casting. And I'm going, is that her? Because she's an old character in this, which actually there's a few actors cast in this show who play characters with a lot more heavy makeup. And a couple of them didn't really, it didn't really read to me like odd, but her character did. And then as the show goes along, you understand why I was kind of like, Oh, and, okay, I, I, and I think that goes to, I was really smart um, not to give away anything, but there is some uh, de-aging elements of people, you know, out of their older and younger. And he went for no special effects. It was just practical makeup. What I think is really great doing that old school, you know, but very subtle changes. So it's not like, Oh, you know, so there's really, you know, but yeah, really great casting. And, um, Again, and then, of course, some people you don't even get. You, they have any of a, a face, uh, an actual scene. Carla Gugino comes and she's just an off-screen voice as the judge in one of the first episode. Exactly. Um, and Robert Longstreet as Joe Colley, the town drunk. I thought he was a real fun character as well. But definitely, if this show has an MVP that kept me gripped the entire time and made me just want to keep seeing what was going to happen. Um, it was Hamish Linklater who plays Father Paul, um, who is the new priest who comes to town. Now, we've seen this actor in many things before, and just funny enough thinking that we recently did an episode on Fantastic Four, how he was uh, Dr. Doom's like right-hand man in those first two films. Um, but he's done a ton of stuff from both TV and film, but this is such a, a really interesting role for him that he's perfectly cast for. This is a role where he has to be very, of course, devout and religious because he is this new priest come to town. The whole point of the more mature, older priest who runs this parish um, is ill. So he's off on the mainland recovering. So, of course, they send someone in instead. And with any small village type situation, there's always going to be a little bit of odd distrust when it's not something you're used to yeah when you have outsiders yeah because you know, just because you know it's the islanders the community stays with the community. everyone knows everybody they yeah, know exactly you know, they know no, their business they know what's happening they know what's going yeah, on yeah. there's no surprise so to have this new character show up and, and there's a lot of mystery involved to him and you know as as flanagan does really well 
he writes a lot of these characters that there's a lot of uh, backstory and a lot more that's going to be revealed as the show goes along. So although there is definitely horror elements in a lot of this show, um, it's also a lot about, uh, you know, as we said, religion, uh, human nature, forgiveness, repentance. There's a lot of uh, those themes throughout this show. So I think he was definitely the MVP of the show. And I was fascinated with his role in this uh, as it went along. So uh, great casting as him as Father Paul and can't give away the twists and turns that happened with him. But um, apart from a fantastic cast, uh, I think we really got to talk about Taylor next, just like the overall production value, because I do like, I don't know where exactly they filmed this, but like the whole island situation, it just makes for very, like it's an interesting uh, surrounding, interesting background. And there are all these like houses and they're all kind of like beat up old wood lodges, you know, kind of thing like on this island. Fun fact, uh, it actually was filmed um, in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, they built the, they actually built the whole town. It was built. Wow. Um, uh, at uh, Gary Point Park, which is a public area just outside of Vancouver that stood in for the town of Crockett Island. Um, and I, it, but it definitely gave me those New England um, town vibes in the Stephen King novels. A little, little bit of a creepy Jaws town vibes, you know, like, yeah. you know. And also, you, also a little Shutter Island vibe in there. Exactly, exactly. Just because, like, oh, we, you got to get the ferry, eh? You know, like, and it's like, <laughs> oh, we can't get to go to the mainland. Um, I'd be like, I am not staying there ever. Uh, <laughs> but Crocodile, it was so funny that the town does feel. Um, really alive, and I like that they have these little in jokes like, "Oh, the uh, you know, crock pot," you know, "Oh, welcome to crock pot," you know. It's like it's kind of the the little in jokes, and there's a lot of that history uh, to the town. But everybody's linked in some way. Obviously, the town is not large; it's about like 170 people. And but like our main players, you see how they all intersect throughout the season. And there, it's very interesting too how small the town is. You got one sheriff, you know. You get the you get the mayor, you know. But it's uh, it's very. I really like the especially the beginning episodes where they're kind of establishing the characters' backstories. Yeah, and there's just a lot that I feel like combination of the production value, the cinematography, the acting, and then the music. Oh, music the overall music. So uh, um which uh, a lot of it is, of course, religious in tone, but the Newton brothers wrote the theme music, and I'm assuming they wrote uh, a lot of the just overall music for the show, but there's a lot of these mixing in of religious songs, especially in the church scenes, and it's just, there's something about, no matter if you're religious or not, there's always something that is a bit, it it keeps you uh, a little bit eerie about groups that are like, a little too heavy into the scripture, into what the Bible says. And a lot of the show actually also brings up uh, how other religions just follow their their scripture and how sometimes there's a huge bias against other religions if there is a main religion in one central area. So I like that they did talk a lot about, um, you know, uh, the sheriff is of Muslim faith and him and his son live there on the island. So there's a there's a prejudice against them because they're kind of secluded to their own thing and a lot of that goes into the main plot of the show as it goes along and really just how like you know religion of course being something that um following these ancient texts and believing in faith how easily you can go down the rabbit hole and and kind of drink the kool-aid and 
really so get, speak, yeah. so to speak, and get you yeah. know a little little too um, little too invested. Well, I, I think yeah, it's that whole like you said, faith, but also fact. So it's the the faith and fact. Like, what can you prove? What do you believe? And what you know? There's a bit of there's so many different themes of like denial and then grief. I mean, our main character Riley is um, a recovering alcoholic, so he's dealing with that. You know, those those demons. So there's a lot of just coming to grips with that. And I think, you know, despite the the horrific elements in this, there's these just great human elements of, of things that, though um, it's it's a bit of a modern telling, you know, there's references to 9-11 and, and people have cell phones and things like that. But it is like a very transcendent uh, topics that can, you know, of all time that, you know, like the small town feel and and faith in fact that people have been fighting for centuries over. It's amazing where it can go. Uh, and I just thought it was very, really beautifully handled, especially some of these very intense scenes. They're almost like little scenes from a play. A lot of people did have um, some issues with it is a very like a monologue heavy uh, show, as in a lot of characters go into these long monologues about stuff in their past and how they're feeling. And, you know, and I didn't mind it so much because I did feel in a way it was kind of like watching a play. And then having these intense scenes where the horror or, you know, whatever happens next. So I think it's, again, Mike Flanagan just does a great job of really concentrating on characters and not just trying to make them one dimensional, which can easily happen in a horror show. Um, you know, horror typically has become a genre that is uh, sometimes very stereotypical. It can be very easily like, oh, we saw that coming. And I think fleshing it out and finding that there's horror in everything, you know, finding those little, those little uh, wells where it's like that one thing you thought was very safe. Um, there, there can be easily something wrong with it. And this show kind of touches a lot on that. So overall, I thought this was great. It was only seven episodes. That also helps. It's not like 10 episodes. So even shorter, a couple of them are an hour long, but it didn't feel too long to me. And I just thought it was a cool premise. There's definitely some good jump scares in here. And overall, it was a show I was like, that was really cool. And something we haven't really seen done with a certain type of uh, thrill before. So I, I was a fan of this. It definitely redeemed uh, Flanagan's work on TV from Blind Manor. So I'm excited to see what he does next. You know, I think he's definitely got a, a good handle on horror. And along with someone like James Wan, he's kind of, reinvigorated that whole genre for new audiences today absolutely so we're uh, looking forward to this and you can too uh, check this out now midnight mass out on netflix streaming and that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.